Hello and welcome to Filmy Ladies. I am Beth and here is Pitu. And we are going to talk today about the recent Netflix release, Lust Stories 2, which in my opinion is not really about lust at all. <laughs> so let's start with that. Pitu, what do you think these stories are actually about? Well, first of all, I have no idea what was going on in episode one and the first one. I don't know what was going on in the third one either, except it felt like a fever dream or it felt like Sujay Ghosh was on drugs, maybe. I don't know. Um, the last one was more like a thriller or a whodunit or a why done it. Um, the only good one was the second one, which our Queen Konkana rose to the occasion and gave us a good one. Yes, I would agree with that loosely. Yeah. Three was awful. And one, oh my God, like, can we can we agree that Nita Gupta is very overexposed at this point? <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, I've never, I haven't been able to watch Masaba Masaba. I don't, I just don't, I have not, I tried and I just couldn't get into it. I like the idea. So, you know, there's four stories. The first one is our Balkis, uh, has, you know, wacky grandmother who gives advice about talking, you know, have sex before you get married. So you can see if you're, see what it's like and see how compatible you are and see whatever, um, I have no issue with this piece of advice, but yeah, Nina Gupta is like magic pixie green dream grandma is, um, <laughs> it, I mean, she's no so one cringy. should have to do it, but yeah, she's, it was, it was heavy handed in a way that did not work for me of the four. I would say that it was the most about lust, but I actually, yeah. and I can get to this in a bit, but I actually think they're about something else. And I can argue that this one is also about this other thing, but I don't, um, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of starting with the sort of lightest one and whatever, but you know, that, that poor, the, the granddaughter who had to keep saying, Oh, grandma, you're so much like, you're so kooky. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was like, stop. Does anyone talk this way? And I don't mean necessarily in terms of reality, but just like, is this the emotion, like these reactions and the, like the emotions here all seem, I don't know, disingenuous. So and like the, the only part of it that I really was into was the, the daughter, the granddaughter's parents. So the, mm. the grandmother's son and his wife who exchange a few looks over the course of it, of when they are prompted to think about their own relationship. Um, as I've said many times about other things, because I'm middle-aged, maybe I think the middle-aged people are kind of more interesting, but I just thought they were the least played up. And so therefore they felt the least artificial and kind of, yeah. Just, and I don't mean, because it's awkward to talk about these things, even if it is, I just mean like, it just felt very artificial to me. It was so bad. Um, I think yeah. the last time that I was really cribbing and complaining a lot of our dialogue was when we watched Brahmastra because- oh, yeah. It was so bad. Like all those Instagram reels where people were like, Alia Bud's dialogue, you know, whatever. And there's like yeah. just a page and she goes, Shiva, 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 Shiva. Like just, just says Shiva constantly. I felt like with this one, with this first story, it was just like, have Dadi say all kinds of like ridiculous, cringy, over the top, awful artificial stuff. And then basically Mrinal Thakur, who played the granddaughter, her dialogues were, it was just, hee hee hee, ha ha, it was just like, can we, can you not? It was so bad. I, I really hated the first one a lot. And I like Nina Gupta a lot, like especially in Panchayat, which is such mm. a great show. So good. And um, what was that movie that she did where she was pregnant and Aishman Karana was her son? Badaiho. Yes. She was so good in Badaiho as well. But mm. I'm starting to feel like she's a little bit overexposed and I could, I could do with a little less Nina Gupta right now, um, which is not to say that I do not want people of her age to be on screen, because I know that's another thing we keep cribbing about that we're yeah. like, why are there not enough people in that age bracket on screen? But maybe like, maybe someone else for a while, like, I don't know, maybe Sony Razdan or maybe Lilette Dubey. Like it doesn't have to be Nina Gupta all the time. Oh, I love Lilette Dubey. I love Lilette oh. Dubey. When was the last time we saw her though? Also, let's note, Nina Gupta is but six years older than the cons. Is she? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Wow. She's younger than we think than that character, I think, was right. supposed to be. So, yeah, her peers who were born in the late 50s, early 60s, like there's plenty of people who could also have done this. But how did you feel about her reaction to the sweet potato samosa? Because that was the most interesting part to me. 
that would have been my reaction if someone gave me a sweet potato samosa because you do not mess with samosas if i want to eat diet food which is never i will eat diet food do not give me a samosa and then tell me there's sweet potato in it because that will make me mad so back in back in the day i think you were still in chicago at this time if i recall there was a food truck run by an indian american chef who I think had also been on Top Chef or something like that. And she was doing some interesting kind of fusion um, samosas. And so like in that situation, I would be very happy to have a sweet potato samosa, but, but uh, so I don't have this hard line approach that you have, but you know, you know better than I, so. <laughs> I like do not mess with my snack foods. I eat my snack foods and my deep fried stuff knowing fully well that it's clogging my arteries and I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh yeah. I just think sweet potatoes are delicious. So like I order sweet potato French fries over white potato French fries often because I right. think they are tasty. So yeah, I mean, right. you could do like a, like a sweet potato filling with brown sugar and I don't know what else in a samosa. Right. That sounds really good to me, but I understand it's not a samosa. But it, yeah, but way. then it's not a samosa. And also I don't want, I don't want to bait and switch. You know oh. what I mean? Like if I go to a restaurant, I order sweet potato fries instead of like the regular True. fries, I'm True. ordering them. Yeah, but when you, 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 I see a samosa <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's delicious. And then I open it and I'm like, excuse me, what? It's like you put it's, kale in my food or something. Like you, I want to eat like bhel puri and you're putting kale in it. Don't put kale in it. I'll eat a kale salad if I want to eat a kale mm, salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk. I want to skip Konkanas because we agree really? it's the best. Yeah. Let's go to Sujoy Ghosh number three. I'm a fan of Sujoy Ghosh in general. Kahani remains one of my favorite so good. films ever made. Uh, you know, would happily do an episode on that sometime. I, I just think it's brilliant. His other films I'm less in love with, but I like them. I've seen him. He did a really great short back uh, for that. I believe it's a liquor company, Royal Stag, when they were doing interesting shorts online. He did one uh, that was super good. But this, I'm not going to claim I understood it. I don't think that I did. I don't know if it was a dream sequence or there was clearly something very unreal about the town that they were in. And I was really glad when it became clear that that was not really happening because at first I thought, what AI did they use to make this backdrop yeah. or whatever? <laughs> um, and they're like, the, you know, there's never choirs in Indian films. So that no. was disconcerting. <gasps> uh, all of this very disconcerting. The way Portamana was, was costumed was really weird and exaggerated. I don't know what was going on there. Um, I think I didn't hate it, but I also didn't get it. And I I saw some comment by someone on Twitter talking about um, the emphasis in that one in particular on, um, sorry, to dainty ears, the male climax and kind of Mm. what does that say about the state of lust in cinema or whatever? And I was like, yeah, that, that really was like, yeah, I don't know. That one to me at all was definitely not about lust at all. No, it felt very like Twilight Zone-ish, like when it opened. And um, I think that that whatever was supposed to be like the afterlife or some sort of like purgatory where like souls are like wandering or they haven't. So was Vijay Varma dead? Is I that your so. take? Okay. Yes. Because at the end, you you overhear those people who are like investigating the crash, like when he sees his yeah. doppelganger dead, yeah. presumably dead. Those yeah. people are talking about it and they're like, oh, you know, he's like dead or whatever, like something happened to him and stuff like that. So I think he was definitely dead. And I think his soul was wandering in some sort of like in between situation place. And that is also where Tamanna is wandering or Tamanna is like a figment of his thing. And maybe he needs to make peace with what he did. If he needs to move on to like either heaven or hell, I don't know. So but killing, I think that, killing, that was supposed to be the afterlife. So killing her put his soul at rest question mark or in even more jeopardy or even more jeopardy yeah um I, I did think that one was interesting like I was interested to watch and see how it was going to unfold partly because the acting was good partly because it was so uh, surreal weird and yeah a little bit unsettling and whatever also I loved the interior <laughs> design in the house I like I was like oh those paint colors so beautiful um but but you got bedazzled a little bit bedazzled yeah and and like Sujoy Ghosh loves a sort of interesting cop figure you know that's that's the the royal stag short that he does played by uh Toto Roy Chowdhury I believe um but I also didn't understand why the cop was there 
Like who was well, he? Why was he? Yeah. He if, if this is all a soul in purgatory, then I assume he's some sort of um, administrative figure, right? Who's going to be like, okay. yes, you get to go or you okay. don't. Traffic control almost for the soul. Yeah. I don't know. Or slash a guardian angel type okay. figure for Tamana. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, this it also one, felt so high hand, like heavy handed. Yeah, I I do think it's interesting that. So I'll just say I I really feel that most of these stories are about power rather than about lust. Yeah. But then I started to think about how closely associated those things can be. And then obviously we talk about a lust for whatever power, money, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But I do think that at least the show was being promoted as being lust in the sort of sexual and then possibly romantic sense. Right. So like, and that my memory of the first set is a little hazy at this point, but that's kind of what I think I remember the first ones mostly being about. So I I like that, that they were kind of playing with lust as it overlaps with, or is, is, um, colored by, or, you know, um, uh, what like sullied by power. Or whatever that that's interesting to me. So I I give some marks to this one for sort of going somewhere with it. it. I'm not sure it really added up for me, but this is the one of the four that I would be most interested to watch again later to kind of see like like has my brain my right. little hamster wheel done some work on this one. Right. <laughs> and partly that is credit that Sujoy Ghosh has earned with me from past work <laughs> right. that I'm willing to extend. But yeah, so I, I didn't hate this one, but it was a little. Yeah, it was very strange, I thought. Um, And I was also the most disappointed because I was really Mm. looking forward to it because I really like Vijay Verma, like especially because, you know, because of Darlings. And so I was like, yay, and we get to see Vijay Verma again. Like it's been a while, you know, so I was most excited about that. And then Um, like, oh, same guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then I was like, okay, so are you now going to be typecast where you just play this like predatory, terrible person every single time? Like I I was like, I hope not. Um, uh, But I thought the man's acting was terrible. Like she, like he was fine, mm-hmm. but I just thought she was so dead. She had like dead, maybe she is dead. She had like dead eyes and like yeah. her body language was off. She just looked like she was sleepwalking through that thing. And it's like, whatever Vijay Verma would say. And then her response would be so like tame. I, I don't think know. That's on, I think that's on purpose. Is it? But okay. I, I, I think, I mean, if you, if this is what we're saying was going on there, then, yeah. I, then I can assume it was on purpose. I did. I've only seen her in a few things. I think uh, all Telugu. Um, I've seen her in nothing. So I know so nothing about this. I kind movie. of like seeing her do something less masala-y, you know, to see what mm. that is like from her. Not that I feel like the roles I've seen her in had a whole lot to do, um, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I was game to see her try. And I think the sort of, um, what, like woman with maybe sad, definitely slightly mysterious past is kind of a, Mm -hmm. that's a type that comes up. Yeah. I mean, she's a little bit femme fatale, not quite, but like, so I, you know, I, I I thought I was fine with what she was doing, but yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. To think back through that one and maybe try it again would be interesting to me, I guess, with all of this in mind. Yeah. Um, I did like the last one, I will say. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't love it as much as I did the second one, but I did like the last one and I very much enjoyed the twist at the end. Um, so yeah. spoiler alert, if y'all have not seen Lust Stories 2 yet and you want to see it, then... Well, we already should... ruined the third one, but now here comes the fourth one. <laughs> well, the third one isn't even worth watching, so I don't care if I ruined it for y'all. But the fourth one, um, I mean, there's no real way for us to discuss it without ruining it. So if you guys want to yeah. watch it, then maybe switch yeah, this ep- skip, episode yeah. off and watch it later. But yeah, yeah, what did you think about the last one? I, that would be my second favorite of them for sure. I, uh, I was heavily distracted by the interior decor of the palace as well, because also I've just been thinking about housey things lately. So I guess I'm just, right. <laughs> but I, I, um, I really liked that that one felt like it had a, a completion to it that yes. was very satisfying. Um, the the sort of way the backstory is looped forward was kind of cool. Was was, was satisfying to me. I I thought 
um, everyone did quite a good job at that, especially the young woman who played the she second so the second maid, Reka, um, whose name I have in front of me somewhere, uh, Anushka Kaushik. I thought she was very good. So um, good. Yeah, I, the, the ends came together in a satisfying way. Um, the the you know the twist and then a second twist right on top of it was was very good because yeah I had one reaction and then I had another one right away and that was and again for the sh- for the whole set to end on that was like mm, yes they did stick the landing I would say by putting that one at the end what what did you yeah. think? I really liked it. Um, and I actually really liked Kajol's performance in it. Um, although yeah. I have one complaint, but I did like her performance in Overall it. And at good, the end, yeah. yeah, I loved when they just had the camera was zoomed into her and we could see her expression. Like from the time she gets up from the bed and she clearly is very smug about it. And she's yeah. like, yes, my devilish plan has worked. Um, and then she walks over there and then you're expecting like triumph on her face. And then it goes to like, okay, my plan is working. And then it goes to wait, what's happening? And then her shock just the, the way that her face registered all those emotions I really liked it because it, it's like her character was getting um you know getting all of the things that we were at the same time and so that was yeah. really good to see it was such yeah. a good twist I love the acting by everyone the only minor complaint I have about Kajol's character is that we understand that this decrepit Raja in this like decayed once opulent palace mansion whatever you want to call it basically married her but she used to be a a hooker Mm -hmm. and that phone call to like the the madam or whoever who Mm -hmm. is also the person who supplies reka um the only thing that just i i think didn't work for me was that if kajal was in fact a streetwalker who then got married to this man i don't buy her Hindi and I don't buy the way she dresses she was a little too sophisticated Mm, now it would have been different I think the way if she didn't want to change her diction and she didn't want to change the way she dressed that's fine but then they should have shown that she came from like a high class like Tawaya family or something Mm. like that where it would be like okay so you it's still like a house of ill repute or whatever but at least the way you speak the way she spoke she spoke like an upper middle class person the way she draped her sari just everything about her seemed a little to the manner born but when you see the shots of the brothel it's yeah. it's a very like sleazy very seedy place now i don't doubt that the raja would be attracted to her because he's just like this awful person yeah. in general who would be yeah. attracted to anybody and everybody but i was just like yeah but if those are your roots and that's where he picked you up from and plonked you in this palace the way you the way you dress the way you talk none of that is making much sense to me so i just felt like she didn't even have any kind of dialect and this is supposed to be like in a small town in Rajasthan or something. And she spoke the kind of Hindi that anyone would speak in like a metro. Mm. And that that seemed very jarring to me. That I, of course, did not catch any of that. And I'm glad to hear you bring it up. I think I could also, knowing that, I could also buy maybe that if you ever saw her with her husband's social peers, that Mm. an astute person could copy and learn and then take those things off, right? But we never see her interacting with anybody except members of the household. So we're not given an opportunity to understand how she would have learned those things. And in fact, that man seems very likely to have kept her very isolated on purpose because he's a manipulative, power-hungry, you know, uh, it's a, horrible, a total abusive so, situation. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, see, I'm not, and I don't, he doesn't seem like he would have shown her off either because no. she was a sex worker and he's probably not right. going to boast about that. So, yeah. yeah. So like, I'm not saying that they should have changed her like wardrobe or anything because like, I mean, now if she's married to this like Raja or whatever, she's going to wear these very like demure saris and stuff, but they could have done something with her diction. She just sounded way too polished or they could have done something where she sounds polished like, 80% of the time, but 20% of the time when she's emotional mm. or she's angry or she's talking it back slips. to him, it slips and, you know, or maybe, maybe when she's angry and when she's taking out her anger on the servants or whatever, she, she's foul mouthed and yeah. she uses like galleys or something. I don't know, something. Yeah, I was just like, 
I was so taken out of the world that they had built when she had the call with the brothel. I was like, wait, she came from there? She does not sound like she came from there. That is so unbelievable to me. So that was the only complaint I had, but I did like Kajal's performance a lot. It was better than the shrieky stuff she does. Yeah, yeah. And when I, <laughs> you know, I had forgotten she was in this until kind of this one started. I was like, oh, that's right. She's in it. So she's obviously in this last one. And then I, yeah, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised because I guess the only other thing I've seen her in, oh, too recently, well, Dilwale, but also um, <laughs> she did another Netflix film with a do- her daughter and her mother are in it. Try, oh, Tribhanga uh, or something. There you go. And I'm I thought she was it, like though. okay in that, but you know, I, I I'm on record as not being a particular fan of hers. But I thought yeah. she did. I thought she did well in this. Um, I would like to dig in a little bit on this one too. And then here comes the last, the very, very serious spoiler warning. Um, So at the end, you know, she has inadvertently given her son, I assume HIV, by the way they were talking about it, by hiring a a woman from the brothel to come work in her house that she knew her husband would seduce and that this young woman was HIV. They don't actually name the disease, but her life was over before it began. I assume that's what they're talking about. Um, And now- she has seduced or been seduced by or whatever the son, maybe it's completely mutual. I don't know. They're the same age. Yeah. So that seems good. And the son. So the son is this, like, uh, he wants to go study in England. I think we're led to believe he does not have the academic chops to really make that happen. Probably right there. He's talking about he and his mom want to go to England. And of course the horrible controlling dad is like, no, you're not both leaving whatever. Um, and so when we are left at the end of the film to realize, oh, this it's the, 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 the prince's the life who is now going to probably be seriously altered or possibly even over soon. Um, I, a bunch of different thoughts ran through my head. And one mm. of them was maybe, I don't want to say that's good for him because it's clearly not, but then also that takes away having to deal with all this other shit in his life that his horrible parents who he knows are, you know, he knows the abusive nature of his parents' relationship. I think we're led to believe, right? He Mm -hmm. clearly doesn't have a lot of confidence in his academic skills. He doesn't seem to have an an idea about what he could do instead of go off to school in Britain, like do do go to different universe, whatever. right? Right. So I wonder if he's kind of lost yeah, in general. This is going to provide some kind of alternate for him that will, that he in some way will be able to do something with. And I, by no means do I mean like, oh, an illness is a blessing or anything. I don't mean any right. of that, but just like what? his life is about to change pretty seriously, right. probably. Um, what's that going to be like for him? And is it in any way better than what he was having to deal with? Because I did feel really bad for him. Right. Well, the the other thing I was unsure of was like, what STD was it? Because uh, I'm not a medical doctor, but I don't think there is any STD, including HIV, like including AIDS. I don't think there's any STD that kills people anymore. Like even with yeah, HIV, there's enough treatments that, that a person could be HIV positive for like decades. And as long as they're taking their right. meds, they'll be fine. Right. So I was a little bit like, it could just be that they're being hysterical. Yes. It could just be that the brothel owner, when she says that her life is over, well, it actually is over for her as a sex worker, because once word gets that's out true. That's that true. you have like a sick, that's it. Like actually your yeah. whole brothel could be shut down, like just by yeah. infamy or whatever. So that I get, but on what level would her, it's like, it's almost like if you follow casual strain of thought, it's like she's saying, okay, so this horrible, lustful, abusive man that I'm yeah. married to, he will clearly lust after this new person who I know for a fact is infected and then he'll get infected. Okay, but like, he's still not going to die though. It's a little bit 18th century in the thinking or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like she's going back which to the roots maybe, of whatever Raja that he is, you know? Right. Which <laughs> then in that case, maybe it should have been like a period movie then because Syphilis right. did kill people or right. did gonorrhea kill people? I don't know. And then, you know, so but I was like okay but like the worst that's gonna happen like let's say that Rekha did in fact you know sleep with the Raja okay the worst that's gonna happen is that the Raja is just gonna be like sick with this STD and I'm sure that won't be a walk in the park but and it's also okay, not so, gonna stop him from basically it's still not gonna stop staff, him. right so and if anything then he, if he still continues to like basically rape Kajal as well then isn't Kajal gonna get the STD too good question 
because the fact that he had he was abusing that maid and then she ran away that didn't stop him from abusing nope. Kajol either nope. so I was kind of like okay your entire like plan is kind of bad it's <laughs> not, not a good think plan. through it is not a good plan you did not think any of this through so I was just kind of like hmm. a lot of that I just feel like that script wasn't thought through very well um, yeah that was that those are some major problems <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, like as a mother, uh, she clearly does not want her son to get an STD of any kind. And obviously right. that would suck very bad. And also imagine when, if he were to ever find out why he got it, that would suck also very badly. So I get that, but this whole, what was she hoping was going to happen to the Raja? It was just kind of like, uh, okay, that doesn't make yeah. sense. I just liked it for the acting. But like, if you look at the the plot, there are gigantic holes in it. That's that's all true. Yeah, yeah. If they made this a period film, it would have worked a lot better. Yeah, even just by a hundred years or even like fifty years. Honestly, like yeah. depending on how kind of isolated they are and what they have access to, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So could have been better, but yeah. Eh. Um, but all it was right, nice to see Kajol again. Okay, let's talk about our favorite. The second one, uh, Alheo Kunkana. <laughs> She seriously needs to like start directing again. And this is great, but like Death in the Gunj was so amazing. And she needs to like start directing like full length feature movies and, you know, take the power away from like the Rohit Shetty as well. I don't know how much power he has right now because he did make the dud called Circus um, and all of these other people and Bansali. Like, can she just like come and make some good movies for us? Because I'm so tired. (laughs) I, I mean, for the, the for the whole set, I definitely give Amrita Subash the like acting award for the entire. Amazing. She was so good. I mean, Tilatoma Shome is also, of course, wonderful, yeah. but, but so good. for me, it's Amrita who walks away with this film. Yeah. Um, I love that fabulous. story. It's yeah. so good. My so favorite scene was like at the vegetable vendor's cart oh. where they bump into each other. And I was like, oh, they eat. And the funny thing is like, okay, so this is what I was thinking of. This is how you know, you guys, that the podcast has taken over our lives. <laughs> is that during that period, I was like, you know what? This is like a good, this is morphing into like a decent friendship actually. And I would almost maybe mention it as an honorable mention in our Valentine's Day episode because the affection that they had for yeah. each other in their eyes and like the sweetness with which Amrita asks her, like, she's like, did you find a new maid? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, did you find work? And she's like, two jobs. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, you guys. <laughs> and the way they move towards being able to talk about what happened is so yeah. lovely. And to talk yeah. about, I mean, it's not super common that we get to see women talking about their desires. And that was really lovely. And especially because both of them have, uh, you know, have desires that are not like as socially acceptable or whatever. So that, you know, that, that was really touching the, yeah, the intimacy that they share. And meanwhile, the vegetable vendor is right there, (laughs) (laughs) but who who I guess doesn't know the gossip on the, on the, from the apartment building. Um, Yeah. I just, I love, I loved everything about it. I loved the, the actual realization that obviously that domestic staff are also people. Right. (laughs) Um, And that they are, um, they are in your house. They do observe you. They do have thoughts about how you are as a person that are separate from how you treat them. Right. Like, so, and you know, whenever you're watching, especially historical things where the rich yes. family are doing all sorts of ridiculous things in front of like 10 servants, you're like, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> witnesses, um, which Agatha Christie of course uses to great advantage, but right. um, I, yeah, I just, I, the, the kind of wholeness of it and the, the way all, again, the pieces came together in a really right. satisfying way. So I was, yeah. Really, and especially to put that one after Balkis, I was like, Ugh. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know this is going to sound so crazy, but like, dare I use the word wholesome? 
to this yeah yeah it's actually wholesome who would have thought that one would use the word wholesome because it is like a completely screwed up situation by the way Mm -hmm. like not that i'm not that i have like a maid or anyone like that i don't have a cook or anything like that i do all my own damn chores but also even if i had someone i do not want to come home from work or from walking my dog to find them having sex in my bed okay like first of all that is not okay and i don't want that okay not okay (laughs) But given the absurdity of it, given the absurdity of the Lotama coming from work at like three o'clock and like, you know, catching them and doing it repeatedly. And doesn't she lose her job over it also? That was not clear to me, but maybe. Yeah, I did. I mean, she's like scrolling her phone and I I think I saw the thing where where I saw that she basically is she gets like an email or a text or something where they basically say she's lost either her job or a contract or something. And I assumed that um, it was just because she was skipping out of the office, making these like excuses about migraines and acupressure and whatnot. But it was just so funny. And one thing that I really um, sort of enjoyed was, so this is very common in India that women really talk about their like domestic servants or, you know, in sort of it's like they're an indispensable part of their life and they are very protective of their servants because they cannot function without them. I literally have friends in like Mumbai who are like working moms. They have two children. They have a mother-in-law who has arthritis and can't help. They have a father-in-law who needs to get his medicines on time. Mm -hmm. And these women are working crazy hours. Their husbands don't do jack shit. So the person that they actually rely on is actually their maidservant. And they will go to all kinds of lengths to make sure that their servant is happy Mm -hmm. because they're the only person they trust to give their father-in-law their medicines at 4 p.m. and to put up with their mother-in-law's like shrewishness or whatever and to tidy up the house and stuff like that because who else is going to do it? The husband isn't going to do shit and she's busy. She's working. So it's almost weird where it's kind of like there's jokes I've, I've heard and memes about it that I've heard where people have said, oh, I can live without a husband. That's fine. But I can't live without like my Didi or I can't I can't live yeah. without my help like that. I need her to be happy so she doesn't leave. <laughs> me so there's almost like this emotional dependence that people have and I've seen like bickering that happens like when I go to Mumbai and you know I I have friends who live in like joint families and stuff and those like servants or cooks or whatever have been working there for like 15-20 years and they are really trusted and valued now I don't want to like make it sound like it's all hunky-dory. There's plenty of people that get abused very badly and it's horrific and it's horrendous and there's no labor rights that they have or anything like that. So I don't want to pretend it's all hunky-dory. But they do have this position in the home that is almost one of power. Like my aunt legit panics when her servant tells her that she's she needs to go home for like Diwali for like five days and my aunt will like negotiate with her. She's like, okay, instead of like five days, could you go for like four days? And the maid is like, nope, I'm going for five days. And my aunt will be like, what am I going to do for the five days that she's gone? So I really kind of like that 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 was brought home. And it really tells you how well Konkana understands those dynamics and those relationships. Because if I did not grow up in that culture, and I certainly have never had like a maid or a cook or anything in, um, I don't even have like a dog walker. Um, If I did not grow up there, I would not get that. But there is such a thing as, you know, it's not like you're just paying someone and they're going to do the job for you. You also have to be able to trust them. A lot of these maids do have the key to the house. My aunt's maid has the key to her house, you know, and stuff like that. So that scene to me was especially even more poignant, like where you see from both of their perspectives where none of the maids stick around at Tilotama's house. Like she goes through one, then another, then another. And then Amrita Subhash goes and talks to that. He looked like a gym bro or something. And he was like, I'm vegan and there's no dairy products. And she's like, okay. And you know, know, she's not ever going to have any kind of like, affection or anything to this like gym bro dude person so I just liked that affection that they had for each other vegetable vendor and it was kind of like yeah I kind of miss you will you come back (laughs) what did Um, you think about oh go ahead no no go ahead I was gonna say what did you think about um the way that they portrayed Amrita's life away from yeah I I like with her 
we got I to like see that so much well. of her life and like the you know her husband uh who who doesn't have a ton of lines but is obviously yeah. key in this as well he that actor is also quite good I thought yeah uh, but the way that he kind of argues with her about how to treat the daughter and yeah things like that and that that you know he's actually the more kind of modern thinking of the of the two yeah. parents and stuff which despite you know right. uh, his wife's um again the power that his wife has in yeah. these various settings that they're there that they're in but um, this tiny little person <laughs> yeah but i i i liked that and just you know they didn't i don't if the subtitles were to be trusted, if I recall, they don't actually comment in words on, well, no wonder we sneak off to her boss's house because they're sharing a bed with multiple kids and yeah, it's they don't, and they whatever don't else. Um, so I really like that they, you know, for, for those of us who may not have thought of that off the top of our heads for how these people live um, to show that just kind of pa- in passing once. And then it's, you know, it's not yeah. hammered. It's not belabored. Yeah. Um, it was just in passing that thing that they that she said. I think Abrita Subhash said something about how we need the space. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it reminded me of a really terrible movie I saw a really long time ago. Have you seen um, Salami Ishk? <laughs> yeah, so I bad. Am. I love. It the reminded music, me. The music is so good. <laughs> um, so that do you remember the track in Salami Ishk that had was it Sohail Khan? And Isha Kopikar. Yes. I, I think it was Sohil Khan and Isha yes, Kopikar. And they so. played this couple that lived in this like really big family in very like cramped quarters. And I think they were like newlyweds and they just couldn't have sex because there were just like so many people around them. And then I think at one point they want to sneak off or something. I saw Salamir so long ago that it's a little bit faint, but I did. I do remember liking that segment because I was like, yeah, well, that's kind of practical. And there's a really old 70s movie um, with Jia Bachchan. I think it's called Piyaka Ghar or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting one, too, because it's um, I think it's got Navin Nishchal in it. And she plays, they play like a newlywed couple and she's moved to Mumbai and they live in this big joint family. But of course the apartment is matchbox size as Mumbai apartments are. And I think that movie also is about it. Like Piyakaghar literally means my lover's house. Uh, yeah. And it, it's literally about the difficulty of having like privacy when there's so many people in the house and it's such small cramped living quarters. Um, so I just found that interesting where Until it was like the space and the privacy thing. Tilatoma, of course, was in Sir a couple of years ago, which right. explores some of these similar kind of issues. And yeah. I have to admit, I was thinking about, about that film. I'm like, I don't actually remember how that film ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to go back and watch that again. But, you know, and she's she's so delightful. I was so glad yeah. to see, you know, I'm always glad to I see her. I just haven't so. seen her in a lot of stuff. Does she do a lot of stuff? I don't feel like she does a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would have to. I'm actually, and she's got 43 credits on IMDb, which for wow. an Indian actor who's been in it as long as she is, is not very many because most people no. are in, you know, but of course she is, you know, breathtaking in Monsoon Wedding. Um, yes. You know, she- I feel like that's probably her most well-known one though. Well, apart from Sir, but I recently saw, like she was speaking with Anupama Chopra or someone in an interview and she was talking about Anil Kapoor and how, helpful he was to her or something, but I, I don't know what they collaborated on. Huh. Well, she's yeah. in, so she's in Kissa, the, the tale of a lonely ghost, which I've never seen, but I remember being quite a thing. Uh, she's in death in the gunge. Um, I don't Shanghai. remember in death in the gunge. I don't either, to be honest with you. Huh. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not a ton of films relatively, but yeah, she's, she's wonderful to see her. Mm. So, um, Amrita yeah, Subhash, that- by the way, is in our friend Nihit's short story, Fir Kabhi, oh. the one that that's still like doing the festival circuit. So right. we haven't been able to see it, but that's she was right. in that because she was in. Um, wasn't she in Nihit's other work as well? Wasn't she in Choked? I feel like she was in Choked as well, but I don't remember I'm anymore. Just, I mean, I'm I know the completely... actress in Choked was Sanyami Kher, but uh... by the way, I she's read that Gully Boy is what I know her from the most. I oh, think. Oh yes, yeah, you're right. She is in Choked. She is. Yeah, she so was she's in, in Choked, and she's in Ghost Stories, which I did not see because I am too Frady Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I watch that if it has good reviews because I love Ghost anything. Why haven't you um, watched Ghost Stories? 
I don't know. I think I tried like to watch some like horror stuff like recently and I was so disappointed by well, it all f- that I like gave up. And the first one, if I recall, has John V in it. So that's not going to be for you if I right. <laughs> some of you, but you should, you should watch them and report back because I mean, it's a great okay. idea, right. To have these, yeah. anthol- I like these anthology projects. I think they're, they're interesting. If nothing else, there's a, they are. You know, there's something that I would imagine something a little bit freeing about the shorter format and yeah. By the way, I read that the voice of uh, Tilatama's friend, the person on the phone, I think that's Konkana, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, so great. Okay. Yeah. That was nice. And I hadn't, I hadn't read that, but then halfway through, I was like, wait a minute. I know that voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that chick is talented and she needs to direct more. We need more of her. Why isn't she as prolific? Like Zoya Akhtar is also very, very talented and makes a lot of movies, although I'm not looking forward to Archie's at all. Um, but um, I need Konkana to do more. Yeah, it would be, I mean, for years and years, I think a lot of us have hoped she would save all sorts of things. So hopefully yeah. she's doing what she wants and can do it in the way that she wants, even if the rest right. of us would like more. But I, I'm always happy to see her on the screen or behind the camera. She, yes. is, she is great. Um, I, I was going to say something and I lost my thought, but I ahead. just, you know, I, I don't, I haven't actually noticed how long we've been recording, but when I, when I was thinking through this today over lunch, I was like, I don't feel like I really have a ton to say about most of these. So I'm glad that we've been able to come up with something, but I, yeah, I do, I do really like this format. I hope I would gladly take more on other emotions if they want to do it on, you know, if they did a fear one kind of, they've done love slash lust ones, like do, do some others, but um, it Um, it, it would be really interesting if they could get, because I think. I would assume for most people watching, the appeal is the is the actors, not the directors. So it would be interesting if they could somehow get some actors to come in and do some really like unknown directors or people who have only done you know festival films or something. Yeah. Or let people try in a language that's not their usual or something. Yeah. Right. So I would really like to see that. The other thought that I had while watching this is that. <laughs> This will surprise no one when I say it. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about Konkana is just that I wish I wish there was a like Bengali film version of this because as we've talked about uh, maybe in our Lakin and um, the Hungry Stones episode, you know, I, I feel like the, the Bengali heroes are very good at sort of like brooding and longing and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I want them in one of these like love stories. So like get Parambrata Chatterjee or, or someone else who's not a Netflix darling, you know, in in there i'd like to see some of that so i would like to see one of these that isn't just hindi uh that would be fun to mix that up or like take four different languages right like you've got all these different cinematic traditions to pull from that would be really cool to see people go go at something from a from all these different kind of cultural standpoints but yeah i i like the i like the form i hope we get more and that they are overall a little stronger than this particular set I actually went back and watched um, Love Stories, uh, Love Stories, the first one, oh. um, the one with Kiara Advani and Vicky Koshal, because that yeah. had been my favorite. And of course, yeah. this will surprise no one about me, but my favorite was, of course, the Karan Johar one. Um, I just enjoyed that one the best. And the first thing that I thought was Vicky Koshal looks so young in it. Yeah. He's like, he looks like ago. a baby. Yeah, but he looks like a baby. I mean, he looks gorgeous, but he also looks like a baby. And his character is so funny. Beth, oh my God. Aww. I kept equating him with the dog from Up. Because <laughs> there's this scene there at the park <laughs> and she, Kira Advani's talking about like, you know, about like porn films and stuff like that. And then Vicky Koshal like gives her this answer and then he gets distracted. He goes, look, a bird. <laughs> and then they're all, I remember they're like on their bedding. It's their wedding night and they're sitting on the bed. And as an icebreaker, whatever, because he's so nervous, he asks Kiara, he's like, what is your favorite? If you were an animal, which animal would you be? And she's like, huh? And he's like, we ask such silly questions at work. It's fun. I was like, I actually ask this question a lot. So like, I'm with you, Vicky Koshal. And then she goes, I think I'd be a cat. And she, he's like, ooh. And then he says that he would probably be an alligator. <laughs> and I screen captain because I was like, is House of Roshan listening? <laughs> And then he gives her a whole spiel about alligators and how male alligators blow bubbles underwater to attract female alligators and how he knows all this from National Geographic. And I was like, you are the most adorable male character I've seen 
in a long time. So cute and completely <gasps> forgotten. But that was a really good episode. That was my favorite one from um, from the first last stories, and it's worth rewatching again. Actually, like even the whole like vibrator scene and yeah, everything. looking looking back at that, I was like, I'd complete, I completely, I've mostly forgotten these, so I I should rewatch them. Um, doesn't Boomy play a uh, domestic help in yeah, that one? Yeah, that was a good one too. So the thing about last stories, one I remember is that except for the Manisha Kerala one, which was a terrible episode or movie or whatever, except for that one, which was bad, the other three were good. Oh. So there was the one that had Bumi in it. There was the one that had Kiara and Vicky in it. And there was another one that um, I'm blanking on, but I remember I liked it. And then in this one, there were really there was really only one that was a standout to me. And then the casual episode, I liked it with a lot of misgivings. And then um, the first and the third were just terrible for me. So I'm I was really, like, ugh, you're supposed to one. do better when you do a second installment of something. <laughs> you should not be regressing. Well, you're changing you're changing up the a lot of who's involved. So yeah. You know. Have you heard of this director though? The the person who made the last movie, the one with Kajol, Kajol in it? I've never heard of um, this. You have. But I feel like he has promise. You have because he did. Um, oh, I just had this pulled up and I just navigated away. He did. Um, Badaiho. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I had Tev- Tevar, not- which I have not seen, but yeah. I've not seen Tevar. Okay. Very cool. Um, which sin, because lust is one of the seven deadly sins, is it not? Mm-hmm. Which sin do you want them to explore? I would definitely go for fear. That's not a seven deadly sin. Oh, that's true. That's not a sin. Um, <laughs> greed, I guess. Greed would be a good one. Greed would be good. Um Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. I want the sloth, sloth. one. Because, especially on a place like Netflix, you're like, well, that's ironic, given how we <gasps> all just are tempted to sit there and just press one more episode, Binge. you know? Um, so I think I think it would be interesting to take on, like, gluttony and sloth and some of the sort of less sexy ones. Yeah. Um, I don't just mean... I'm not sure I want to see anger. Is anger a sin? Wrath. Yeah. Wrath. Yeah, I don't think I want to see that just because there's just so much of that out there anyway. Yeah, pride would also, I think, be quite interesting. Pride would be interesting. So, yeah, I'd, get, I'd do pride, sloth, gluttony. Um, gluttony so think, would be interesting. Yeah. Like, and like greed and I lust just, kind of go together, I think, in these yeah. ways anyway. Um, but the, yeah, gluttony and that's pretty interesting. Is envious then? Yes. So that could be interesting too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A little hmm, more psychological, okay. maybe. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of room to do these, and I, I, I do not know. Is there a set of sins in in Hinduism that could be <laughs> explored or whatever? But those are the, you know, the biblical I, ones. I don't think they're like categorized quite that clearly. Where it's like these, yeah. all these things bad. I don't think it's quite that clear, or or at least they're not as publicized as like the seven deadly sins are, which I guess everyone but, except me you knows because I thought fear was a sin. <laughs> so I feel like what they're do what they're doing is taking the and I'm going to, the film, the film nerds out there will do this better than I, but they're like the body, the body horrors, right? So like sex, right. sex films are sort of off to the side. Ghost films are off to the side. So right. take on, and like the uber violent is sort of up. So take these categories that are non-mainstream and kind of do something yeah. more mainstreamy with them. I think that's a very good experiment. I wouldn't, I'm all for yeah. that. And so, you know, one thing that could be interesting and maybe this has happened and I don't know, cause Netflix doesn't tell me is like, what about a set of these aimed at kids? That could be really mm. interesting, right? Because like cinema for yeah. children is often crap. Um, yeah. And, but so many people actually do, a lot of these people are parents, like they care about what right. they watch. So like, let's make some really interesting projects for kids. And maybe some of them actually feature kids. They don't all have to, but they could, right? Right. Um, so maybe something like that would be interesting. So just take some of these things that are a little more fringe and move them, you know, do something, yeah. give them some mainstream uh, bank and talent and all and see, not that not that French people can't do amazing stuff. They often do, but right. like it'd be interesting to kind of combine in that way, maybe. So yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, do you have anything else to add about this? I don't think so. I've already okay. kind of said more than I thought I would possibly be able yeah. to say. But I, I do recommend you know, going back and watching the Kiara Vicky episode just because it's so well done. And Vicky goes, yeah. he's a baby. <laughs> and, and so this- cute. 
probably is Kiara's best performance, right? So yeah. Although you know what? There's there's a lot of talk right now about this movie that she and Karthik Aryan just did called Satyaprem Ki Katha. Supposedly she she's like really good in it. She's been getting great, great reviews. I saw not so much Karthik Aryan, but her. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter saying that they really liked it, and I was like, Yeah, really? no, I know. I, I'm, I'm surprised tempted. too. No, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it in the movie theater for sure. Um, but I was like, she's been getting some very, very good reviews for it. And people are like very happy. And I have to say, I'm not completely surprised by that only because I watched Juke Juke Geo. Do not recommend. Very oh, underwhelming I, movie. I thought that but, was cute. I mean, it's not great, but mm, it's cute. It's Yeah, it was, it, to me, it was like forgettable, but she was really good in that scene. I mean, she so was, was Varun, but we know Varun is good. Yeah. But to me, that big scene where they were like really Their fighting. Their big like argument was, yeah, yeah was good. it was a revelation for me because yeah. I was convinced that Varun would bring it because he usually does. He's a talented actor. And I thought Kiara would be like such a limp biscuit in that. And she was great. And I was like, she can act because she's never... Because here's the thing, she has never been given an opportunity to act. Like she was basically eye candy in Bulbulaya too, which was a stupid movie. She was eye candy in uh, Kabir Singh, which is a horrific movie. Um, I haven't really seen MS Dhoni or- I saw that. Those movies that she's done. I and I think even in those, it. she was eye candy. Yeah, so the girl has basically not really been given a lot of opportunity to show her acting shops. She had like that blink and miss it role in Kalank where she was just like in that song. Which I don't remember at all. No, Kalang was horrific. Um, so I was like, I mean, just based on Juk Juk Ji, I was like, I think she can act. She just is like, she just needs a good opportunity. And mm-hmm. if you give it to her, she can deliver. But if all good roles keep going to one Alia Bhatt, I don't know how anyone else is supposed to show their skill, but she's been getting great reviews for Satya Prem Ki Katha. So I will definitely, um, I'll catch it when it finally comes on streaming. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at her Wikipedia. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen almost any of these things and don't feel super inspired to, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't think any of her other films are like that great because I actually did check out her Wikipedia today as well. I think she first got noticed with Lust Stories. um, That would make sense, Like, oh, she's good in this. And then she then got noticed with, with her one little scene that she had in Juk Juk Shop, supposedly she was good in Sher Shah. I did not watch it, but I will check out Satya Prem Ki Katha because I want another actress to root for because I have no one to root for and it's getting very dire. <laughs> I'm not going to be rooting for anyone in Archie's. I can tell you that. That, that yeah, I was surprised to hear you hear you so firmly. I mean, I'll state. still watch it because I like Zoe Akhtar's <laughs> work, but I'm like, uh, Kushi Kapoor, Suhana Khan, I guess like, no, it's just the Nepo factory being rammed down our throats. So I'm not, I'm not here for that. <laughs> um, yeah. If I, if I, if I need my Shah Rukh dose, I'll just watch a Shah Rukh movie. It's That's okay. Fair. I don't, I don't see Shah Rukh in a skirt. <laughs> That is a good point to end on, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so thank you for tuning in to our usual meandering, rambly episodes. We very much enjoy doing these and we hope you like them too. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we will be back soon with yet another episode of Filmy Ladies. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye-bye.